0: Therefore, یه for a حالا of the park, for another day, 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 and
1: he's on توی it was a very tough
2: game, and Syria was very good.
3: And, uh, but we're happy that we won the game,
2: yeah. even if it's a penalties or not, we're happy that we went through.
3: And uh, was there any issue, because you, you came out early during the second half? We were a bit worried. Was there any physical issue? or um, No,
1: no. Um, you were doing well. Yeah, I'm good. Okay. I'm good. Yeah. Well, we were very happy for this game. Um, we make it quite difficult for ourselves. We could have just finished uh, finished the game earlier and uh, finish off our chances, but yeah, unfortunately, that didn't happen during the game. And um, yeah, of course, after one-one and the um, the red card, it it makes it a bit difficult for us. But uh, we knew if the game goes on and. Uh, We go to penalties. Um, Yeah, we were quite confident that Ali is gonna save some balls for us, and the boys did a great job over the last couple of days in training as well. um, When it came to penalties, Um, so that 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 just gives us extra confidence just to make sure that we go to penalties and we can make sure that we go to the next round. But yeah, overall. we knew in the, these sort of games, if you're not finishing your chances, it's going to be difficult. But, sure. uh, but now we have to just listen, just have a good lesson from this game and then bring it to the next uh, Japan game.
4: Welcome to another golbazan podcast. How are you guys doing? We're in Qatar. This is very surreal. We're like recording in person. We've been doing this podcast for so long. I don't think we've ever recorded in person. So I'm joined with Erefan, I'm joined with Daniel. How are you boys doing?
2: Yeah, I'm doing really well. Always a pleasure to be here, especially in person. Yeah, it feels, feels really good to be here in Qatar.
3: Yeah, same for me. It's a great experience. Uh, we arrived two days ago and already a lot of emotions. So, very
4: happy to be here in person with you two. Mm. I guess before we kick off, like what's been the general vibe of the city with the Asian Cup going on? Like, what, do you, what, is sort of, what are your feelings?
2: Uh, well, the first, first day we came here, obviously we arrived late, you couldn't see much. But around the Meshrib and Sokwaka fair, you can always see fans. Uh, cha- cheering on their teams which is nice in my opinion um, a lot of emotions uh, whether it's excitement whether people are sad uh, but yeah the asian cup vibe is definitely there as someone who attended the last asian cup in the uae it's much better and uh, much uh, well organized than the last the last time out
3: i fully agree it's crazy how everything is very well organized uh, for us as media. is everything is very easy and even at the end uh, uh, all the taxis, the, the buses, the metros, and etc. There are lots of services, and yeah, it's a, it's a great organization,
4: great tournaments. Mm, and we only came for the knockout game, so I guess the vibe must, may have been different for the, for the group stage games, but we don't, we don't know that. Um, I guess before we, before we kick off to the actual game itself, Iran-Syria, uh, we did go to one before, which is, I guess, relevant now, is, is, is Japan versus Bahrain. Um, which was in a completely different stadium. It was in Al Al Tamama. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, that was, you know, massive World Cup stadium. I think Iran USA was played there because uh, I was there. Um, but then we went to the other world, the other stadium, was which was which is the, the smallest stadium in in the whole uh, of the Asian Cup. So it was a massive contrast. But I guess the the the, Jap- the Japanese game, um, like Dino, what are your thoughts there? And I guess like going into this game, you know given that Iran's playing Japan going forward. What are your sort of like thoughts there? Uh,
3: on, the, on the Japan game? Mm. Well, it was uh, a nice game to watch. Uh, as you mentioned, the stadium was uh, amazing. Uh, it was a world-class uh, uh, stadium. Uh, Japan played very well. With, uh, I mean, for a few minutes at the start, they had a difficult start, but then uh, they, they controlled the whole game with a, a great intensity. Players are very technical um they don't look tired even at the the last minute they always go for the next goal and yeah it is a great team we've seen some uh issues in their defense and especially their goalkeepers they consider quite a a funny goal but uh yeah i think uh it will be a very very difficult game and we we know them they they are maybe the best uh nation uh, in football in asia so yeah, it will be a, a very tough game.
4: Mm. And then, and then going into the Iran Syria game straight after that, what were your sort of like thoughts, on going into that into that game?
2: Uh, well, I wanted us to show a convincing performance, and you know, we we didn't do that honestly because um, when you're going into a game like Japan, uh, you need to b- build up your confidence. Uh, maybe uh, b- sort of uh, tr- try what you want to do against Japan against uh, your opponent um, so it was it was quite difficult for team Medli to do that as we saw yesterday uh, the, what happened the red card didn't help at all um, so yeah the emotions were kind of mixed we, we all all we all obviously want Bahrain to win unfortunately that didn't happen uh, but yeah it will be a real test against Japan
4: but Daniel going into the the Syria game we I don't know what you thought I thought this was going to be a fairly not respect to Syria of course but not as difficult as they made it out to be.
3: Yes, yes, uh, especially with the, the the group stages that we had, and uh, the fact that Syria uh, was a third in the, in their group, so it was a, I mean uh, an extra spot. So yeah, we 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 had a lot of opportunities. I think uh, before the game we we expected at least a, a two or three zero. Uh, but it was a very, very difficult game, and you know, going to into the penalties uh, could be fifty-fifty. So, yeah, we expected, uh, we didn't expect Syria to be that difficult for us.
4: Mm. I will also say that the Syria fans were very loud. Like they created an amazing atmosphere. Obviously, the Iranian fans are always very loud as well. Um, I think that probably added to. The, you know the how how far Syria did push us. You know mm. we had a ton of chances. I think we had maybe twenty shots on target throughout the game. It was it was crazy. Um, but I guess like pointing out maybe a, a, a couple key players, Erifan um, on the Iran side. Like who you who you point out?
2: Well, on the on the Iran side, uh, first of all, Saeed Aztollahi, I think he was he was the man of the match yesterday as well. Uh, he performed really well. You know, he had some shaky performances in the group stages, especially the first game. But uh, yeah, he, he was really good yesterday. Omid uh, Ibrahim, as well. He was one of the substitutes who came on. Uh, he had big shoes to fill, and Saman Khodas. And with that age, well, I, I can say he performed really, really well. And he surprised me, to be honest. Um, ending it off with that uh, brilliant penalty. Um, and then Shuja Khalizad as well. Uh, we heard that he was uh, he didn't train properly the last few days because of his flu, um, but he really gave it his all, played his heart out. Even towards the end, we saw he was limping; he could barely play, but he still got up and defended until the very last moment.
4: Mm, yeah, and I think within extra time he I think he came down with some sort of injury. We'll talk about it, that a bit later, but yeah, I think. His performance was, was very, very good, very strong. I think defensively actually we weren't as bad as I possibly thought. like we were, we were actually fairly strong. I think Khalid Khalizada was the, the center of that. He was, he was very strong and, and yeah was very intelligent with the way that he would sort of intercept and block passes. Um, So yeah, I I think he he put in an amazing performance
3: Yes, I fully agree I think he was uh, He is my man of the match uh, For for this game Yeah, I agree, I agree Uh, I I, I didn't rate Khalilzadeh that much before But uh, during this Asian Cup He's proving me wrong Uh, I think he's doing very well He's been our best uh, Center back uh, This Asian Cup And yesterday night He was just perfect Always the right timing The right head the right tackle. He was in even at, at minute 120. He was there, and yeah, it was really beautiful to see him perform like that.
4: Mm. So I guess going on to the the goal now. So we scored. We scored a penalty. I guess very very quickly. Was it a penalty?
2: Yeah, I think it was a bit harsh, but it definitely was a penalty.
4: Mm. It's interesting because Tarmi won a penalty um, for, for a push in the back. It was a pass from bach it actually wasn't a great pass. Weird I'll be honest. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't like the best of passes. But he, it was. Um, yeah, he, he got pushed in the back and he went went to ground. But then I think later on in the game he got booked for diving, <laughs> or maybe earlier on in the game he got booked for diving, uh, which obviously made a difference going into the into obviously him getting a second yellow. Um, so did he? Does he possibly go down a bit too easy, like, or not? Um, he might go down.
2: A bit easy like you said but uh, the yellow card that he got to be honest I, I, th- I think there was slight contact and he just lost his balance so I, I see that that yellow card was very harsh and it's definitely affected the outcome of the game if we did not get that yellow card um, I don't think uh, we would have made it this hard on ourselves even if the game ended in a draw to went to extra time uh, we probably would have finished the job there yeah um, but yeah I think it was a bit harsh mm.
4: But on on the penalty itself, you you say it was a penalty very well converted as well. Um, I guess from from there, we we just thought it was going to be an, an easy game.
3: Yeah, yeah, we had a uh, lot of opportunities uh, to score and lots of situation, but uh, sometimes players were passing the ball too much instead of shooting. Like we're like, why don't you shoot? You're in the box and you're passing again or around the box, and um, I think. Uh, after a moment, uh, they, they took it a bit easy during the second half, and mistakes happen. So you need to score more goals than your opponent. Mm. And uh, it's funny because uh, since uh, Amir alenoui uh, took charge of Team Ellie, we're always scoring one to four goals uh, in every game. But uh, yesterday night, we only scored on a penalty, and we didn't score in open play. And regarding our attacking, uh, uh, all our uh, attacking players, um, we expect uh, more goals in open play, uh, at least one or two goals uh, uh, apart from the penalty. And we had the opportunities, we didn't score them. And uh, I really hope that against uh, Japan, we will be uh, much more cl- clinical.
4: Yeah, that's the, that's the I guess, the, the positive of the game is that we had, we created a lot of amazing chances, and all of them were converted two shots on target, and the goalkeeper, I guess, put, put in a, pr- a fairly decent performance. There was a few clearances off the line as well. But I guess the the negative of that is we're not going to get nearly as many chances against Japan. Their goalkeeper's not as good as the serial one, just from looking at them both from you know, just that one game, of course. Um, but I guess going into this, we have to convert chances. Even if we get one or two, the conversion rate needs to be far higher.
2: Uh, Yeah, I agree. Syria, they're actually a good defensive side. Uh, Previously in the tournament, they only conceded one goal to Australia. Uh, So it wasn't easy. Uh, It wasn't expected to be easy to create chances against them. And I say we did that very well. As you guys said, sort of the positives of this chance, of this game. Uh, But yeah, we really need to work on our finishing. Uh, Sardar had a really good chance. Golisado also uh, should have probably scored a goal. Uh, so the chances were definitely there, but unfortunately, we couldn't score. And we will not get as many chances against Japan. Uh, but yeah, their defense and goalkeeper may not be as strong as serious, So hopefully we capitalize on them.
4: Mm, yeah, yeah. It'll be an interesting game for sure. And then uh, and then their penalty, Daniel. So, uh, yeah, I think it was a it was a three ball. Beren brought him down. There was a question of offside. And then when the offside was sort of not offside, then there was a VAR check around whether it was a penalty or not, after maybe a minute or so, it was a penalty, in your opinion, was it a penalty?
3: Yes, of course it was. Uh, I think they studied uh, our defence well because uh, they uh, tried uh, long balls behind our defence, especially on the right side, so maybe between Cechmi and rezoyan Cheshmi is not used to play as a centre-back uh, every day, so of course uh, uh, they they, they, exploit, they exploited it. Uh, those long balls were very uh, difficult for us, um, and I think that Bayron Van should have uh, come out uh, much earlier. He should have read that ball, uh, and since he came out very, very lately, uh, he had to, to do a fall. And um, it, it could have been an easy clearance,
4: but it, it had not. Uh, that's uh, I think the negative side of Baron Band is that He's very good at hands reflex saves. He's very good at penalties, of course, as well. But coming out and also with his feet, it's yeah, it does it's put me on the edge easy, of my yeah. seat. It's not it's not the best side of side of him. But it's that's sure where someone like Hosseini or Niazmand or like Albers like they they definitely trump him. I would say. But I, I don't really see. I don't see him getting dropped at all. No, no, no. He no, he won't get
3: not. dropped. But uh, yeah, the the reading of the game when you see a long a long ball, you have to be ready. And um, he wasn't. And the ball was a bit going, you know, outside. But the player controlled it well. Mm. And Cheshmi tried to to, Chishmi, to I think. no, it was Cheshmi trying to have a header on the ball. I'm so not sure. But but yeah, he, he was short on it, and then uh, it was one on one situation with with Beiro. But I, I, a, a good goalkeeper would have uh, I mean any good goalkeeper Beirovan is very good, but uh, he could he should have read read it.
4: Yeah, I guess like let's let's talk about this because I, I saw some some negative stuff about Rusbi Cheshmi on you're probably not the best person to ask, but on 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 Twitter um, and. He came in as a centre-back, he hasn't played there for a while, he's played, he's played in midfield and obviously like comes in and out of the side. I think it, he was a, a, a weak link in our team that game actually. Uh,
2: like you said, I'm not the first person to ask, but I'll be honest. Um, he didn't have any big mistakes, any major mistakes. Uh, although the part where Taremi got a, uh, his second yellow, uh, it was Taremi actually covering for Cheshmi. Uh, Cheshmi had run into, uh, run into attack, dribbling with the ball. Uh, either when we gave away the ball, um, Syria went for the counter attack, and Taremi had to cover for Cheshmi, and I think, yeah, that that's how he got uh, the second yellow. Um, so, but other than that, to be honest, as a player who played in midfield for the last two or three seasons, uh, barely, barely played centre back at all. Actually, I watch his games in the leagues, and uh, he doesn't play there. I think it was a good performance. Yeah, like you said, he, he was a weak link at times, but I don't think he's to blame with uh, all the players we have out right now.
3: Mm. Yeah, I think his performance in in, in general wa- was not bad, was even quite good. He did a few mistakes. Uh, one of them for me is the reading o- of the long ball that brings the penalty. Yeah. Uh, he, he reads it badly. Uh, the second one, uh, he... he Few times uh, he's with his head. He's instead of clearing the ball with his head or feet and anything, he's trying to keep it in during the game. So, for example, there is a long ball, and he's always trying to to have a, a clean cl- clearance. That would be a pass instead of just put it out and and secure the moment. And sometimes he's just giving back to the Syrian players. Like the ball is coming and he's heading, and it's a it's another opportunity for the Syrian players so he should be more more easy on that and just uh, put the ball away and uh, on, on the second yellow I, I wouldn't blame him because when you look at the situation first you have to ask yourself white army is that deep white army is, is uh, at the same level that our defenders and um, and second second thing is that cheshmi going out of position wh- it was a moment that our players, uh, wouldn't find any solution. So you ha- you need players to to, to if the uh, space open to to go out of position and to create something and try something. And Chishmi did it. It didn't work, but uh, as I said just uh, before, White Army was there.
4: Mm. Is there a way to turn down the gain of this microphone? Because it's like I've noticed a few like like clips a little bit. Uh, okay, maybe that was it. You mean uh, reduce it or...? No, like reduce it, yeah. Oh, it's here. Gain is here. Oh, Gain is there. Can you yeah. like reduce it by a little? Because it's taking other noises? No, it's just when we speak, it's... Like that's why I move to Airfront, everyone speaks a little bit quieter than you. Oh. So, it like, clips a little bit when you speak, or when I speak, because we both speak quite loud. I think it's okay now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speak careful. Hello? Hello? It's many. It's many us two, you speak a bit softly.
3: Yeah, yeah speak, speak, you uh, know, like no. <laughs> speak.
4: Okay. And now speak to the mic. No, okay. no, no. no as I like mean, even if you... you no, it was, it, was, it, was, it was fine for him before, it was me and you, but like now, now I say it's, it's okay. Yeah, it's, it's the, the upper. Okay, I'll watch, I'll watch that, don't worry. Because I know Blue yeses they, they clip quite easily. Um, okay. Everyone, how did the game change after they got the goal?
2: Uh, well, after they got the goal, um, it was, the game didn't change much, actually. We were still attacking. It was similar to uh, before they got the goal. I think the real uh, point of the game when uh, it all changed was after the red card. Uh, even uh, some of the players mentioned, after the red card, uh, their plan was to take the game to penalties, because uh, they said over the last few days uh, they've had their five penalty takers. Like I know he mentioned this in the press conference. He said that uh, we 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 ha- have already chosen out of our five penalty takers just in case it went to penalty. And with Tharameh obviously getting a red card, uh, the replacement was Torabi, hence the s- late substitution. And uh, I like that, to be honest, you know, preparing for every scenario you're uh, you on. You know, we we've gone to penalties five times at the Asian Cups before this, and we've lost all five. So this is the first time. And finally, you know, we've broken a curse, you could say. Uh, so, yeah, I think after that red card, just taking the game to penalties, it, it was well done, well executed by the team.
4: Mm. And um, with the with the red card, I guess Tarmi was was in tears as, as he was sort of watching the watching the game go. We did speak to him, I guess, after the after the game in this sort of mix zone, and he didn't really want to speak much. He was sort of, even, even after they won the game, he was sort of in a, in a fairly low mood. Obviously, he's going to miss the game against Japan. Um, that changed the game massively, right?
3: Yes, of course, uh, losing Tarmi, he's our best player when in form. Uh, so, of course, it's a huge, uh, uh, it has a huge impact. On it was the a second team.
4: yellow as well, I should say. Like, that. Yeah. I don't think there's any debate there.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a second yellow, no, t- no doubt. And uh, yeah, I would have preferred uh, Mohebi to, to to get it before. You know, he, there was a challenge, but uh, anyway. So yeah, it w- it has a huge effect. Even how 50% Tarmi is still dangerous because the opponent knows knows him. He's a famous player, and when you have Tarmi, you know that in a in a one situation, even if he's not at his best, he will always be a danger. So the defenders, when they see Tarimi, they're not defending the same way they're, they're defending when they see other players. So it, it has a huge impact and um, it will be a big, uh, uh, it's it's a big loss for us against Japan, but uh, we'll have to, to solve it and to to find a, a suitable
4: uh, replacement for him. Yeah, it was, it was a difficult one because when, when the red card happened, uh, then Karim Ansari third came on, and he had the impossible job of trying to get the ball, hold it up, wait for teammates to come and kind of do a lot of individual skill to kind of, I guess, run down the clock and also try to carve out a chance. I don't think there was any chances, actually, after the red cards um, in, in extra time I'm talking about. But I I, like, I remember the vibe in the stadium. If It did feel like we'd, we'd actually lost the game to in, because the momentum was very heavily with Syria.
2: Yeah, I mean uh, where we were sitting at least um everyone had lost so everyone went quiet after the dra- after the red card, and the Syrians were just so excited they all got up uh the fans were support were supporting the team even more I mean they'd already been very loud the whole game you know shouting Surya Surya and uh,
3: they were believing in it they could win
2: yeah exactly and I think after that um I mean Everyone just got emotional, I think, and it uh, affected uh, everyone there, including us, deeply, actually. Uh, but, yeah, thankfully, uh, we escaped escaped the danger, and hopefully it doesn't ha- happen again. Mm.
4: And I, I think we already spoke about a few of the substitutions. We talked about Ansari Fahd, we talked about Torabi coming on for the penalties. Any, I guess Ibrahimi came on fairly early within the game. He, he was, I think, pretty good, actually.
3: Well, uh, <laughs> first uh, about his uh, the, the moment he came on, he uh, ebrahimi and uh, Mohebi came on for uh, Rodus and Haidi. Uh, that were having a really good game both uh, b- just before the penalty was taken, and uh, it was quite surprising. Everyone was surprised in the stadium uh, why those two players that are playing well uh, you just take them off. So maybe there was some issues uh, with uh, their, uh, the maybe they were tired or anything, but uh, yeah, after the, the game, we spoke to, uh, to one of them, he, he had uh, another, uh, another view on that, uh, but in, in any case, Ebrahimi um, was, was, okay, he was good, but uh, he's not, the, he, d- he did well, but he's not a player that will bring something more to the team, like someone who does can, he's a good backup. But he, he's not a, I mean, in this, in this uh, formation, he with two central midfielders. He's not the central midfielder that will bring a lot offensively. Someone is giving always the right passes. The, the, he's giving something more to the team. He's creating a lot. Omid is not. I mean, maybe he was before, but uh, uh, he was running well, actually, for his age. Uh, so it's good to see him uh, fit. But uh, yeah, I don't think uh, he's a player that will help us, for example, against a team uh, like Japan, uh, open, uh, create chances, and etc.
4: And I guess like players that, so we talked about players that stood out, what are players that potentially won't make the cut within the Japanese game that maybe didn't perform? Um,
2: Well, I I hope Mohebi doesn't make the cut. I mean, uh, it's not been his, Best performances in the Asian Cup. Uh, he did well in some of the games uh, before the tournament. I know he obviously likes him. Uh, he's been called up to I think every camp since he's been uh, appointed as a manager and uh, he, you know he, he's a good player yeah he, ha- he has that player in him but I don't it just seems like he's running with the ball. Uh, I don't see like too many uh, good choices, good passes. Um, his decision making seems off at times. Uh, he, he just runs with the ball and then he doesn't know what to do. Uh, so I hope Mohibbi uh, doesn't uh, g- get uh, the game time against Japan because I don't see a way that he can uh, offer us uh, the, the help.
3: Yeah, It's mm. crazy because before the Asian Cup he was doing well during the camps and uh, he was uh, really good. I think he's a player, as you said, that needs space. Uh, he's not a player that uh, can uh, uh, play in a really small uh, uh, s- small situations. But Roy Eddy... Is having a great Asian Cup, um, and, and it's fair to say that uh, the Syrian twi- number 24, their right back, okay. I don't remember the name, but had an excellent game. He pockets Moebi, and uh, uh, even for Ghayadi, it was very hard to go past him. Because he was very physical, and Ghayadi,
4: obviously, that's not his strong suit. He's, yeah. with, you know, he's very agile, pacey, very technical. And I think he was—he was being brought down a lot. It was exactly, <laughs> but even with that, Rojdi had a few situations when he shot.
3: Mohebi didn't, so yeah. you, you you can see the difference. And Mohebi came on later, so he was fresh, and the, the right bike was there since the start. So, yeah, I think that uh, Mohebi could be could be a, a good uh, a good weapon for counter attacks and etc. But in general, yeah. I, I wouldn't start him either. The,
4: the winger situation is an interesting one because we've, we've alternated with a few different wingers during this Asian Cup and, and obviously before in the camps. It seems like Ghaedi is the one that's cemented his place. He doesn't seem like he's getting replaced, uh, this Asian Cup, which I like. He's playing very well and he, he scored a couple goals, a few goals actually, like in the in the, in the group stage. Um, and he's created some good chances. But I guess the other side, Jaan Bash started this game He was very frustrated when he came off. Um, Firstly, do you think he played well, and do you think he deserves a place going into the next game?
3: Well, I think uh, it was uh, quite a contrast uh, between the Syrian game and uh, the last last group stage game against UAE. He played well, actually. I think he was uh, having, in general, a a good game. Um, It was much better than (laughs) the last game he had. So yeah, we can understand the uh, the frustration, but uh, we needed fresh legs, we needed uh, uh, something else, uh, a creator, and uh, that's why when Rolisade came, we had two, at least two great situation. One, he was almost uh, he almost scored it, and uh, yeah, Rolisade is a player that is giving us a lot of situation. He's technically. Uh, gifted and it's really easy for him to just cut inside and uh, create chances and do the right pass at the right time and yeah it's it's it's, um, it's, it's tough to have both uh, I personally would start Rolizadeh uh, uh, but since since uh, we don't uh, have Tarimi uh, one of the options could be Rolizadeh playing as a 10 mm. but I'm not sure that, uh, that uh, the
4: coach will do that yeah, it's it's a difficult one to call because if you just talk, if you just talk about this game specifically, and I guess just general performance, Kolyzadeh, I guess, I think beat more people, um, did create more chances sort of per minute. Obviously, he wasn't on as as long as Bash was, but again, you have to also consider the fact that he came on when the players, Syrian players, were exhausted. Right, they were very very tired, and he he's a sort of player that does run at you. He does a lot of good skill. Um, and he does try to beat you one-on-one. Jambash is less like that, but he does create chances. Um, So I think if you just go off that, it looks like Qolizadeh, I guess, is performing better. But if he was to start, maybe it would be a different story. Um,
2: Yeah, I agree. We all know that uh, Ali is one of our our more uh, technically uh, gifted players. Um, He can do very special things with the ball. Um, you know, he'll beat your man when you don't expect it. Uh, he'll uh, get past your players and uh, he can, he's one of the only players in the squad who I think that can, get, can create chances out of almost nothing. And uh, that's why I think it would be really good to um, have a player like him uh, start for the team, especially against a team like Japan, uh, who we know uh, their defence can be exploited and uh, they won't have the best uh, of uh, goalkeepers. Uh, and on Jahan Baksh, um, yesterday, uh, he did have a. It was a good game. It was better than the UAE game. But I think one of the problems he had was uh, similar to some of our other attackers. Whenever he w- he needed to shoot, he would pass the ball. Yeah. And yeah, I think that's <laughs> one of the main issues that he should work on.
3: Yeah, and actually that's uh, that's uh, strange because usually Jamba shu-
4: shoots yeah, a lot. Yes. He does like shooting, doesn't he? Yeah,
3: and he was passing. And same for for uh, Tarimi or Osman sometimes. But yeah.
4: Yeah, it's strange, because if you do look at the shots on target, there were a lot of shots on target. But there were also other chances where someone like uh, Jaume Bash should have shot, and other times where someone like Osmond did shoot, and it was just like, there was no venom behind it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I guess like that on paper, it's still a shot on target, but it might as well be a pass on target, Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I guess that also plays into... Taking chances going into this going into this game. So would you would you prefer, given you know, assuming that Gayadi starts on the left hand side, who starts on the right hand side?
2: For me, it has to be Zada. Like I said, he's just more technically gifted, and against better teams, I think he would uh, be a lot more beneficial to us than Jahan Jahangir. With all due respect.
0: What do you think?
3: I I agree with you. Uh, I agree with you. But uh, yeah, I'm um, I'm waiting to see the lineup uh, with the replacement for uh, for Taremi. Maybe it could be Ansarifar, or maybe it
4: could be something else, a surprise. But uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, there is possibly a way of getting them both. Then, given that Taremi is not playing this game, um, I, I guess let's, let's talk about like player availabilities. I think Taremi is the only one that's that's not available. Injury question marks around Khalid Zadeh, possibly. No. Well. Uh, we he did go. No he n- did go down. We don't have any news at the moment, but uh, you know he was struggling towards the end of the game.
2: Yeah, I I don't think it's much. he, he was just maybe. But again was it, was a, it was 120th he was minute like people yeah, were fatigued yeah really yeah so yeah so it looks,
4: yeah, like really look look. Start. Yeah, looks like he's gonna stop hopefully
2: because he was definitely our best he, player he was
3: that. really good he was my man of the match, uh, as we said before yeah yeah and uh
2: can you will be back can i will so that will be yeah. great
3: if he, we can pair them again it'll be uh, okay better than yeah. yeah 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 and uh so magic is still injured there uh, was
2: news this morning that they're trying to make him fit for the Japan game but we don't know yet hopefully he makes it
3: I think even if he's fit he won't start yeah I And um, even coming on from the bench maybe Cheshmi would be the solution since he had a game and his game was, uh, yeah, was in mm. good
4: in general there's also a rumor that though there's some sort of illness or flu going around the, the, the camp um, a few a few different players he did leave the sort of press conference area like coughing pretty badly with like a mask so maybe that's a precaution I think he was probably one of the players um, but speaking to the general sort of staff around around Team Melly, it seems like it's been cleared up yeah it's been solved um.
2: Thank, thankfully it's not not that serious anymore
4: yeah. And like I think Khodus was one of the players, but he after after the game he said to you that like, I mean, you can watch the interview. But he he, he seemed like he was is absolutely fine.
3: Yeah, he told he told he told me that uh, he was fine and he could have even played more. So
2: yeah, the, the three players that were mentioned was Khalilzada, Ibrahimi, and Khodus. Khodus yeah. and just mentioning Khalilzada again, you know, not training properly with the team for a few days and then putting up that performance, you know. Yeah, playing two hours. Yeah, it makes me you know makes me. Uh, yeah yeah he proved me wrong it's too uh, difficult hours yeah as well. too it difficult hours, especially with the red card towards the end yeah it makes me like him a, b- a lot more now <laughs>
4: yeah. i don't understand how he wasn't the man of the match to yeah. be honest but yeah yeah i don't, I don't understand that either um so tarami red cards he won't be available for the the japan game but given us two yellows he will be back for the the game after yeah. if, if we were to progress of course now What's your sort of ideal team lineup when it comes to uh, this game, given that he's not available?
3: For me, I would go with um, the same lineup. Uh, um, I mean, most of it. Um, in defense, I would add uh, Kanani for Cheshmi with Khalid Taze. Uh mm-hmm. On the right and left, I, I wouldn't change uh, Ramin and uh, Ehsan uh i would keep some say and uh, say this someone who does uh, in central midfield on the right side i would love to see ali Roulisadeh. uh and on the left side Royedi of course both being on their weak foot so they can cut inside and create chances and help uh, the team build up and etc um, and as a replacement for um for uh, tarimi i would like to see ansari Farn. i think he's having a a good tournament uh he's a very serious player um he's when he came on he tried to to create chances and actually he was even surprising like yeah uh, he did
4: well i thought he, even though you know the responsibility is so difficult as 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 the lone striker exactly man it's it's so so yeah. difficult
3: and he's uh, one of the leader of the team so losing tarimi one of one of the leaders too uh, and replacing him with another leader could be a uh, could be good and I think uh, he's uh, he's actually he's not as technical as Rolizade is, but he's technically good. So even him or Osmond can alternate to, to come deeper and you know help to, to build up and create chances. So yeah, I would I would like to see this lineup. What
0: about you?
2: Uh, yeah, I agree. I have Daniel here. That's probably our best lineup we can go for this game. Um, Pedro and Gor can only back with Holisade midfield. Uh, Esan eh, by the way, yeah, he, he had a really good uh, game, we, we, didn't, we didn't really talk about him much. But the same, uh, same line as him, and uh, on Ansari Ferd, um he's uh, he's a good leader, you know, to step up to take the first penalty as well, he showed uh, his leadership qualities um, and um, his ho- whole hold-up play, he, he held the ball well during extra time, and that ultimately led the game to going to penalties. And uh, yeah, he, he's a he's a good replacement.
3: Not as good as Toremi, but he's still good. Yes. And mm. if I made something on the penalties, the the most difficult ones are the yeah. first one and the last one. Yes. And Ansari Jevtic took the first one, Eksan the last one. So it's very a huge responsibility to take those penalties. Mm. And actually, it was uh, you mentioned it, there, Fran, But it seems that similarly trained it and knew who would. Shoot shoo the penalty because they took it very well. It was very mature. They, they were very all very well. I mean, it was quite impressive—the the power,
4: the precision—like uh, it was class. Mm, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was very mature. Like I think Torabi as well, especially he—he he just came on. It was his first time. His first touch of the ball in a very high pressure environment, and he he put it away. So fair play to him. Um, I think we did speak to a few of the staff after the game, and there's there's sort of you can weigh this on both sides. Winning a game comfortably three nil, which is what was my prediction before going into the game, um, versus winning the game on penalties one one with ten men. You know the adversity, everything's sort of against you. What does better for the mentality of the team going forward to another very very difficult game? You know against Japan, the the favorite to win this tournament. Um, I guess like winning on penalties is, is better for your, for your for like mental right.
3: I agree with Isina. You know, um, during the group stage, we, we, we had one difficult game against Hong Kong, I mean, more difficult than the others, but uh, in general, we, 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 won, we won all the three games. So uh, Japan lost one game uh, during the group stages. So, you know, mentally is, is uh, helping you just say, OK, we, we, we had one mistake, but during the knockout stage we can't and uh, we need to focus. And what happened yesterday is the same scenario. I think right now the players are just like, okay, what we did against Syria, the few mistakes that we have, we have to uh, we have to be focused all the, the whole game to to prevent that and uh, be 200% on the pitch. And uh, yeah, I think it, it helped. It's helping them uh, preparing really well for the Japan game. Even that it will be a very difficult game, but at least. We don't go there with a lot of confidence because sometimes when you're too confident, you can easily uh, fall down. You know, we go there uh, with uh, with uh, a mature, I think, uh, uh, squad
4: and uh, and a good mentality. I can I can really see this galvanizing this team. I think the 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 main pitfall I've seen this team do in major tournaments is the mental side of the game, where on paper, they they can challenge a team like Japan, and and even like previous tournaments, they could challenge like top teams, but they've never really been able to in high pressure environments because they lose their heads. Like I yeah. think the USA game is a very good example of that. They they needed a draw to go through into the next round of the World Cup, and they couldn't they couldn't bring that performance even though they won against Wales in that game. Yeah. Now the previous game, I I see a situation here where winning a game where sort of a lot of things are against you, and it seems like you know the mom- the momentum is with the other team. Even though you know Syria on paper is not not as strong as Iran is, of course, respect to them. But I can see this really helping the team going into this Japan game, which we weren't going to be favourites for anyway.
2: Yeah, you mentioned some examples like the game against USA. Um, something similar happened in the last Asian Cup as well against um, against against Japan. Same side. Uh, we played against China the game before easy 3-0 win against them. Um, you know, we haven't hadn't conceded a single goal throughout the uh, tournament. Uh, a lot of people were saying we were the favourites for that game as well, but our players just lost their heads during that game. Um, you know, it got emotional, something we Iranians are very used to. And um, I think that uh, this, the penalty shootout win, is kind of like a wake-up call again. Same, ag- same against Hong Kong. Um, uh, like they say in Iran, it was Zange Khatar. It was a wake-up call, and uh, we performed much better against the UAE. So hopefully, this is a similar situation. You know, we we perform uh, bad against Syria, and uh, we wake up against Japan.
4: Mm. So talking about the J- the Japan team and going into the I guess the, the next game, um, what's your sort of like analysis on the, the the Japanese sides, and are there any specific tactics we should be deploying going into that game?
3: Well, uh, against um, wh- what we saw uh, against Bayern was a, a really um, high-end uh, performance by Japan. I mean, they had a few minutes like a big at, at the start, but in general, they're easily creating chances. We wi- wi- even with a, 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 a compact defense, they have a lot of movements that creates, and and that's how they they, they score the, the the first goal. And yeah, so. Mm, they're technically really good. Like they, they play easily, they don't make uh, a lot of mistakes. And tactically, I, I find them very, very interesting. So it will be a very tough game. Mitoma is coming back. Uh, he he came on during the second half against Bahrain and he was, he was actually very dangerous. So it will be very, very difficult for us. Um, but I think we have to. Uh, a good way to defend sometimes is to attack. Amir um, Holenoy uh, has a has a philosophy of, of team Le that has to attack more, score a lot of goals, and at the end, okay, if you concede one or two goals, but you score four, uh, you're still winning. So, uh, and I think that is really his philosophy. Uh, they have weaknesses uh, in their defense, uh, even their defense and the goalkeeper so Mm. there are things to exploit and we have good strikers and we have a a good uh, we are a good attacking attacking side so yeah we have to find the right balance between when the when we are attacking uh, be more clinical and score the opportunities but defend much more uh, uh, seriously and Mm.
4: do not let uh, the room for mistakes yeah it's an interesting one because where I see our weakness going into Japan game is with our fullbacks and their defensive abilities. Now I can say the same sort of thing for their side, <laughs> so so it's it's an interesting one because with with Matoma coming back, he did challenge their their fullback in, in the Bahrain game, and I, I've seen him many times for Brighton, for Brighton. He's stellar player, um, and they have a lot of technical fast players that play in Europe. Um, but you could you could say the not the European part, but you could say the same for. Raidi, Jahanbakhsh, Golizadeh, who can challenge fullbacks. So it will be a very interesting one. I feel like it'll be a fairly end-to-end game where tactics will be very, very strong.
2: Yeah, I agree with you there. And um, it's just—it's not even just their wingers. Um, All of their players are very technically gifted. Um, I- even uh, their right back Tommy Yasu just sometimes he cuts in the attack. And he played centre-back last game yeah, so he maybe, he maybe played he'll played. stay there. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure what's going on there. Maybe they didn't have players available or I uh, actually saw of their players were on yellow cards. I know that some of yeah. them were arrested. He played
3: left back I think. Uh,
0: yeah,
2: but but yeah, center. Center. Oh, well, we get he the he point. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. all very technically gifted and uh, they, ha- they have to uh, make sure to cover mm. the players well. Don't give them uh, a lot of open space because we saw yeah. yesterday, remember, I think it was their first goal. Yeah, it was just uh, the player had a, a lot of open space and he just shot and then after the rebound, they, and they had a open space goal.
3: because they had nice movement. Yeah,
2: just before, exactly. You know, you know the defenders uh, just got dizzy and they just left the ball. Uh, so we have to make sure to close them down, don't give them too much space. Uh, it, it'll be a very hard thing to do, but it's possible. So hopefully we do that and then uh, on the attacking side defense we have to make sure to use our chances unlike uh, last game and uh, work a lot on the wings crosses I think the goalkeeper has uh, weaknesses on crosses mm. and just shoot from anywhere that you think the ball has a yeah. good chance of going in.
4: I think we have to we have to pull the trigger more because we were at times passing it when it was a, you know take on your left foot take on mm. your weak foot or you know just challenge the goalkeeper in some way this, this goalkeeper from what I've seen it seems weaker than the than the Syrian goalkeeper. Yeah. In which case, let's challenge him with crosses, let's challenge him with shots from long distance. Because he might spill and if you have actually seen Osmond on he's not playing this game, but he, he was as well, whenever they shoot from distance, they he do close falling, down. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So so I do like that mentality. Even though it didn't come off in this game, hopefully it will come off in the Japan yes, game. Of course. And uh,
3: if I may, I too think about Japan um uh, about again against uh, Bahrain Bahrain had the um, had, uh, w- while not having the ball they were playing 4-1-4-1 four, one, four, one. so with a central midfield central defensive midfielder just in front of the defense and when we had they had the ball it was more yeah he who was always staying protecting the defense but even with that um we we saw many uh spaces o- open up uh, since the movement were really clever but the Japanese player and many people are saying that we should go back with the three-man midfield but I think against a team that uh, like Japan uh, it's not something that uh, that would uh, help a lot uh, they, they know how to how to unlock a defense uh, easily so at least we, we should try to to create more to, to score more goals and etc. is and my s- second point is uh, it seems that Japan are much more uh, 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 physically, uh, they have much more stamina than our players. Their their fitness seems really good. Um, and the difficulty for us, the, the, the difficult point is that if the games go on a high inten- intensity, uh, we, we can keep up, but we won't keep up for 90 minutes, mm. but they can. Yeah. And I'm worried about uh, the fact that maybe at minute 70 or 80 the team will be much more tired. We saw it yesterday. Uh, after a moment, the team wasn't creating a lot. Of course, the red card is, is, is not helping, but the uh, team seemed tired. We have only three days. So the game is uh, not tomorrow, but the day after tomorrow. Japan so had a
4: few more hours, I guess you could say, and and also we played we played longer. Two hours, minutes. Two two hours. hours exactly. And they, played, they played ninety minutes, so. exactly, and so they're
2: used to that time as well. They play most of their games at two thirty,
3: so. And their fitness seem um, really good. So I actually they have some injuries too. Uh, so Mitoma came back, but uh, one or two player came came off uh, for uh, for yeah. for injuries. So. Yeah, but in any case,
4: uh, they seem a lot fitter than us. Mm, yeah, for sure. I think. Um, I mean, it would be a difficult game for sure. And now we have an interview with J Talk Pod.
1: All right. I'm joined by Ben Maxwell from J Talk Pod.
0: Uh, good to have you on, um, Ben. Have you been very good? Thanks, Aria. Yes. Yeah, uh, great to be joining you. Thanks very much for the uh, the invitation. Appreciate that. Um,
1: can you get us a quick, a uh, brief overview about your own podcast and what you guys do for Japanese
0: football? Sure thing. Yeah, uh, we've been going for I think we're in our thirteenth season now, and we've just clocked up five hundred episodes actually. So, uh, yeah, been going at it a fair while. We uh we cover, uh, our main focus is on J One, the the top league in Japan. But uh, yeah, at this these times when the national teams involved, we we always do our best to try and cover. Uh, the samurai blue to the best of our ability so yeah we're speaking literally after i've just recorded uh, an episode with my co-host johnny uh, wrapping up the bahrain game and look looking ahead to to this game against iran and you're based out in japan yourself right yeah i'm in uh, kanagawa yokohama is the biggest city in uh, in that prefecture um but uh, yeah originally from australia and uh, yeah lived in japan for over 20 years now so this is my home but uh yeah i've obviously uh, got uh foot in uh two camps in this tournament with australia still involved as well so uh yeah exciting times
1: excellent um Right, Ben, let's get started with the squad then for Japan. Uh, you know, obviously they're going to be favourites for the tournament and they have been since it started. Uh, quickly take us through the squad. There's obviously some some uh, key um, people who will be missing the game against Iran. We'll come on to that in a second. But who are the key players for, for the national team
0: today? Well, uh, uh, most uh, listeners will probably be uh, aware of players like uh, Wataru Endo, who is at Liverpool now, Takahiro Tomiyasu at uh, Arsenal and of course Kairo Mitoma at uh, Brighton. Um but yeah the, the Japan squad is now full of uh, of players playing in the, in the major European leagues and um yeah that's uh, that's been a, a really interesting development to watch over the last 10 15 years or so j- a lot of lot more Japan uh, Japanese players uh, traveling abroad and making a, a, a real Name for themselves in uh, in European competitions, so uh, yeah, there's a, a number of players that yeah listeners would uh, would be aware of already, but um, th- there's been a real uh, generational change actually since the the last World Cup. Uh, a number of uh, players like uh, Maya Yoshida, Yuto Nagatomo, etc. They've kind of been phased out by the manager, so. Yeah, it's uh, there's some some experience in the squad, but it's it's kind of been a, a breath of fresh air as a lot of other uh, newer players have been brought through.
1: Fantastic, I appreciate that. And then obviously coming up to some players who were missing the game uh, potentially. Uh, Ito had had a a, a problem
0: uh, recently. Can you kind of go, mm-hmm. go for that very quickly with us? Uh don't want to say too much because I'm not a lawyer, uh, but uh, yeah, <laughs> a legal a legal matter that has. Um, uh, contributed to his um, his withdrawal from the squad. Uh, yeah, I think I'm sure, maybe I shouldn't say. I'm sure. I should say sure too much more than a that. A
1: Google search will kind of bring that up for for everybody. Yeah, uh, yeah indeed. And then yeah. obviously hatati got an injury in the last game against Bahrain. Uh, key player, plays for Celtic. Um, thoughts on that?
0: Yeah, that's potentially a major blow, as it might be for the remainder of the tournament. I think. Yeah, it looked like he'd uh, injured his calf. Um, yeah, went down and after a couple of minutes treatment, it was obviously wasn't going to be able to continue. So such a quick turnaround between Wednesday to Saturday, you it, it's almost impossible, I would say, for him to make that game. And as I say, if Japan are good enough to go through against Iran, I, I still think his availability would be uh, in question. So that that's a, a loss because he started the last two games and and looked good. Uh, for many, he was actually a surprise inclusion in the squad. But uh, yeah, in the his. Uh, his two starts, he'd certainly proven that uh, the manager had uh, made a good choice in bringing him along. But uh, yeah, it looks uh, looks like he might be out of the picture now. So that is quite a big blow.
1: Yeah, absolutely, uh, key player for them. Uh, coming up to some of the results that Japan have uh, had in the Asian Cup, um, so starting with the, with the group stages uh, and obviously the game against Bahrain. Uh, how have you mm. kind of uh, how do you see that overview of
0: the results they've had so far? Yeah, it's been a bit of a slow burn. They, um, yeah, they took the lead early on in the first game against uh, Vietnam and we thought, okay, it's going to be smooth sailing, but then uh, things turned around and uh, Vietnam, uh, yeah, flipped the game on its head and it was 2-1 before we knew it. Uh, luckily enough, Japan were able to get back on top before halftime and ultimately won it comfortably. But, yeah, there were warning signs there. Um, a, a very inexperienced goalkeeper that... Um, has uh will basically come into uh the to start for the national team. Um, he basically had next to no experience in the the domestic league before going over uh to Europe, and then he's been thrust into the the number one spot with a, a couple of other um keepers who we th- might have thought were uh, were better bets for the number one were the number one shirt, they're both out of the picture so. Uh, Yeah, Zion Suzuki made a a handling error for Vietnam's second goal in the first game. And basically since then, he's had uh, one or two, um, yeah, clangers in each game that has has cost Japan. And uh, the latest one, I'm I'm not sure if you saw it or not, but against Bahrain, uh, the own goal that uh, Japan conceded was um, just calamity. dictionary definition of calamity so uh, unfortunately yeah he's um he's still got to prove himself uh, in at this level and while he's trying to do that in the knockout stages of a a major tournament it's it's definitely a worry uh, for Japan and yeah the failure to keep a clean sheet in any of their four games so far is definitely a worry I think
1: yeah, uh, you know, obviously the, the lost Iraq Iraq, and Iraq at the tournament. So I think in that sense Iran might look at that and say they might have a chance. But of course, uh Japan will look at the 2019 uh, Asian mm-hmm. Cup and say, you know, well, you know, we beat you guys um quite comfortably that that night. Um you know, when you look at that result back in 2019 Asian Cup, uh the way Ar- Iran's team kind of uh, the the mentality, the, they lost their heads kind of all, all, all over the place for the, for the second half. H- how do you see this game unfolding?
0: Well, if Japan are at their best, then I would hope that they would be able to stamp their authority on it, as they have in, in most of the games so far. But yeah, uh, everybody who follows the Japan national team knows how dangerous of an opponent uh, Iran is. And yeah, they've certainly um i mean as you know that that game that you referenced was was five years ago and i mean i, I think you probably have a few more holdovers in this squad than uh, than japan do as i said there was a there has been a, a generational shift uh, even since the last world cup but um yeah there's still a few names there that you might remember for from that game and yeah a couple that that we still remember from uh from from your team back then as well so how will it go well yeah, um, as I say, Japan have I guess steadily been growing into the tournament. So we hope that they're they're peaking at the right time and at their best. You would hope that they would be able to exercise enough control um, to to have the better of it. But as I say, you've even though Taremi is going to be missing, you've still got uh, a lot of weapons that we're well aware of. So um yeah i i I think it's it's a very close game to call and especially the way some of the results have gone in this tournament we we might be going in as the bookies favorites but i don't think we'd be taking anything for granted that's for sure can you give us a prediction for the game (laughs) uh well going on form japan will concede so but i I'd have to back them and suggest that they, they might be able to score one more goal than Iran. And hopefully it doesn't, it doesn't go to extra time, but um, if you're going to push me for a prediction, I'd say two, one to Japan, but um, yeah, again, with full respect for what Iran are capable of. And um, as I say, it, it hasn't been smooth sailing in the tournament so far for Japan. So an upset is, is definite, a definite possibility.
1: Fantastic. Really appreciate that, Ben. Uh, can you quickly just give us uh where the the fans can find your podcast?
0: Yeah, sure. Thanks a lot, Aria. Yeah, well, so it's the J Talk podcast. Um, you can find us wherever you uh, you listen to to podcasts regularly. So our host is Podbean, but yeah, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, anywhere you uh anywhere you go for your podcast, uh, please uh, check us out. Um, and yeah, if you're uh, if you're if you're on Twitter slash X, you can follow us at uh, J Talk Pod. And, um, yeah, we're just about set to start the new J1 season. So, uh, yeah, with the Asian Cup still rolling along, we're, we're quite busy, so putting out a few episodes a week at the moment. And, um, yeah, it's uh, yeah, a great time uh, for uh, for Asian football and also for uh, for Japanese football with the, the J League coming up soon. So, again, thanks for having me on, uh, Ari. I really appreciate it.
4: Thanks a lot, Ben. Appreciate your time. Uh, I guess we'll like, wrap up there and just go for, for predictions. So, I guess from my side, I think... Japan are favourites, but not by that much. I think it's maybe like a 55-45 or 60-40 on their side. I think we'll get the first goal. And as you said, we're going to get tired. And I think Japan will can keep pushing, keep pushing, and then they'll get like a late goal, 1-1. And I can see this going to penalties again. I hate to say it, but the the Syria game already stressed me out enough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I can see this going to penalties again. So that, that's my prediction. What do you think?
2: Uh, I'm trying to be positive here, but damn, that Japan team is so strong. Right?
4: Yeah, they're good. Yeah.
2: Uh, yeah, I, I think we might get the first goal, but I think that that will just be a ast- don't, don't forget also and
4: that Bahrain was dangerous in the first five they
2: ten minutes. They were dangerous, but I think that's kind of... Um, they entered well, the game in a yeah, better that, way that's Japan's and they praised a lot. Yeah, because yeah, even against Iraq, the first five, ten minutes Iraq were attacking, but that cost mm. them at the end because Iraq used their chances.
3: Mm. Uh, so and Byron I was tired, yeah. I mean, they, they play one half, I mean, I'm a bit exhilarating, but after an hour, there, there, there were no more uh, it's chances, like they with yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. But
2: yeah, I'm going to go with two on Japan, unfortunately.
3: Oh, we don't like that, that's like a <laughs> negative. I'm notion. being realistic. Well, uh, I, I, I can't do a prediction uh, against us, uh, that's for sure, <laughs> I mean... Uh, but uh, yeah, it, it, it will be a tough game. Uh, as you said, I've seen it's uh, 60-40 for Japan. Mm. So we have a chance of uh, qualifying for the next one. I think we have a team that is that has improved since last year's World Cup. Uh, the team is, uh, the players are really playing together. They're supporting each other. So I think we have from this team almost everything to to try it the best way. We won't have any regrets if we lose against Japan because they will give everything. And many people question uh, Amir Rollinoi's uh, tactics and uh, pickups and etc. But I think with the, 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 the players that we have, uh, at least the, the way he's thinking, his philosophy, we won't have any regrets that, yeah, we play too defensively. We didn't start him at his best position, et cetera every player is playing at their best position, and I think if we can qualify, it will be through this philosophy, so yeah. I believe that it's a
4: 60-40, but we have a chance. But I think the main point is, is that even, like, think about it like this, Japan were the favourites going into this tournament, and I still think are the favourites. My prediction for Me too. the <laughs> team to win this tournament was, unfortunately, <laughs> Japan. Now we've just happened to face them in the quarterfinals of the Asian Cup. We could have faced them in the semifinal, we could have faced them even before, or like, you know, in the in the final itself. Japan is still Japan, right? Yeah. So it doesn't matter that we get knocked out in the quarterfinal or get knocked out in the, in, in the final against this team. I do believe if we do win this game that we do stand a good chance of progressing to actually win the whole the whole tournament. I hate, well, I don't know, like we'll be optimistic. But the, the last thing I wanna see is a performance like against USA where yeah, we did s- We we just didn't yeah. perform. Like yeah. that's the thing. If I wouldn't have minded if we lost one nil, but I could see the hearts of every player in the game, and that's what I want to see in this game. Is even yeah. if we do lose one nil to Japan, I want to see us because this is the last tournament of this generation. I, I have to say, yeah. I don't. I don't see them doing. They they a few of the players will carry on for the next World Cup. They won't be the same. This is the last go we have. So I I, I really want to see these players put everything they have, and I feel like. With the Syria going to penalties, I do see them doing that. Yeah. So, but that's that's the only thing I want to see. So whether they lose or win, that's the only thing I want to see.
3: Yeah. And as you as you mentioned, if you want to win a tournament, you have to be the one of the strongest sides or exactly. one,
4: one of the Asian yeah. power races, so. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Let's let's wrap it up there then. So um, thank you so much for listening and watching. We're gonna do another episode like this after the Japan game. Um, so yeah, keep keep. Uh, subscribing, following, and all that like, good stuff, and uh, yeah, we'll see you in the next episode. Bye, bye. <laughs>
2: My name is Saman Godous. Uh, I'm playing for the Iranian national team and uh, Brentford Football Club. And you're listening to the Bezan podcast.